All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm going to hit the town. Did you say you could hear me okay? Yeah, I did. Okay. Say say hey. Hey. Yeah, all right. Wait, stop it for a second. Give me the Coke back. I'm not giving you shit back. What do you want the Coke back for? I'm not giving you the Coke. Are uh, you? Fine, just keep it right there. It's always, it's always out of my reach, every time. Uh, we'll use your ab muscles. That's what they're for. For reaching a Coke can across. The, just hand me the fucking can. Here it is. My God. Uh, he... There's no reason for you to do that. Leaning out of my chair one time does not an ab muscle make. It doesn't. It 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 made your abs move one time. Oh jeez, Louie. Just you know what the dumbest thing is that I, I can't stand how that sometimes every now and then you do something and it makes I remember something from years ago, like twenty years ago. We did were this married. just remind you of something? Yes, it did. Just now, getting a coke hand. Yeah, no, the the thing you just said about the ab, with your ab muscles, because when we first got married, I, I had s- great abs. I was not talking about that. That was not what I was remembering. <laughs> That's what you were remembering. No, it wasn't. You said, I made some comment to you, and I'm like, oh, I really got to I gotta do something to strengthen up some, my core or something. And you made this motion. You, you looked at me like, well, duh. And you did this. You went, whoo, whoo, whoo. And you bent forward like you were doing crunches crunches or sit-ups in the air. You were looking at me like, this is what you do. I'm making the motion so you can see. And you went, whoo. And you're yeah. looking at me like, do some sit-ups, asshole, and you'll be fine. You, yeah, I remember the feeling like, oh, okay. I went, I, I, as soon as you left the room, I went in the bathroom and looked in the mirror and went, how bad does my stomach look? <laughs> That's what I did. And I, I, I finally got him past that emotional point. And then, and, and then 20 years later, what do you do? You get your ab muscles in there. Here we go again. Do you need a safe space? That's not funny. No, I don't need to say because you sure sound like you're whining. So, would you like a moment? No, I, we can have a moment of silence so you can think about. I'm that. just saying that sometimes you don't realize that what you say hurts my feelings, and I'm a sad man when it happens. That's all sounds, I'm saying. Sounds like you need a safe space. It sounds like you need to watch what you're saying. You gave me a flashback from 20 years ago. Okay. And you know why? Because you're being a bitch and you wouldn't just fucking hand me the Coke can. You left it just beyond where I could reach it. Dude, you just had to lean forward I and did. grab the can. I leaned forward that far and you, you put it like three inches past where I could lean. Oh, There's no, Lord. You, you clearly could have given the Coke can a little bit more of a nudge and all of this you would have what? been avoided. You could have went 90. I could have went 10. Okay. This isn't the kissing thing that you always make me do. Okay, I know. When when we kiss, you, you know what? You could have actually got out of your chair and went and got the Coke can. You already were getting it. You brought it all the way back here, and then you set it three inches out of my reach. Tread lightly, because the next time you ask me to bring you a Coke, you might be going to the kitchen by yourself. Okay, you're missing the point of this whole thing. Just, th- th- there's that thing that you do. That That's what you do. I'll take my ball and go home next time. I'm not going to get you fucking Coke can. Go get your goddamn self. 
Those are my two choices. Get it myself or or watch you put it three inches out of my reach. Those are my choices. It still sounds like you need a safe space. Isn't there just a spot where you can just hand me the goddamn Coke can? Isn't that an option? Couldn't we call that option three? Yeah, that is. But I chose not to. I just put it on the table. You knew I couldn't reach it. We're sitting here. I got all this gear in front of me. You're, we're across the table from me. It's not like you can't see all the stuff in front of me. Fuck. I don't. Hey, honey. You you are why I drink. Honey. Woosah. Don't start. Don't start with your bullshit. By the way, we're recording. Oh. Should I start over? <laughs> no, it's okay. People should hear. This is real life. This is us. So, yeah. No, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, but we didn't, you didn't even do an intro, so that's why, because you just turned it on so they could hear. No, I turned it on, and I was going to do the intro, and then the whole can thing happened. Okay, well, this is a pre-thing, so go, say, <laughs> go announce it, go ahead. I'll sit back, take a drink, go ahead. You caused this whole wreck, and now you get to sit back and take it? Why don't you do the intro for once? Yeah, now she's just staring at me. She's literally, if you, you guys can't see this, she's sitting across the table. Her arms are folded. She took a big swig of her drink, and she's sitting back in her chair with the most blank stare I've ever seen. It's not even an I'm in trouble stare. It's just looking at me like, okay, when you're done, we'll get on with the program. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gen X Talks podcast brought to you by Loud Trouble LLC. Heavy contract movers coast to coast. Don't ask them to move grandma's sofa. They ain't going to do it. All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, that was good. Okay. <laughs> I've never heard a commercial like that. It'll work. Well, he didn't give us one to say other than, oh, here's what I do, just throw my name out there. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I don't want people calling him going, hey, my grandma has a sofa in Texas. Can you move it to Minnesota? Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, can they, does he move a house? No. No, but you know what's funny about when you talk to the owner of that company? He's so Australian that... I when he the matter he gets about something the more I can't understand any fucking thing. He <laughs> yes, says. He, that is so true. It's like, huh? Slow down. <laughs> when he goes on a rant, you think he's talking a different language. It's English, but it's with such a heavy, thick Australian accent. And I'm he, like, and he types Australian. <laughs> Have you noticed? How do you type Australian? No, it's I've always never off a syllable or arse instead of. <laughs> And then he starts because he's in the chats when I'm doing moderating, yeah. and also it gets worse when he's been drinking. Oh, so by a the lot. Australian yeah. wording comes out. <laughs> I have to decipher it. It's hilarious. I'm like, what is this? Okay, never mind. It's funny though because he's. Oh, it's like, can you? Okay, we know he gets really hard to understand when he's when he's drinking. Yeah. And when he's mad, what if he's both one time? Oh, gets drinking and mad. God help us. He'd just be hitting enter all the time. We get about three three letters. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so by the time this thing um, airs, it's going to be three days till Christmas already. Holy shit. Wait. No, it's not true, is it? Yeah. Christmas is this weekend. Sunday. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. My, our, our granddaughter reminds me daily. Oh, yeah. Every day. <laughs> every day. I have a countdown. Okay. What the hell was on your Instagram personal page today? What part? That thing with Owen the elf, elf on a shelf. You know, he gets into mischief every day. Oh, people don't know that Gen X mom has her own Instagram account until now. No. <laughs> okay. You, kinda... you guys all know elf on a shelf and little kids get up. And, and of course, the elf has got into some sort of mischief. We know that part. But I need to point something out. 
okay. I, I did not jump on the Elf on the Shelf bandwagon that is no. happening now. Please, this is a side note. Yeah. I've been doing this for like 25 yeah, for, years and Elf so on the long. Shelf didn't exist. No. I started this years ago. Yeah. So anyways. Um, How are the royalty checks coming in for that, by the way? None. <laughs> if I would have thought of that years ago, <laughs> damn. And uh, uh, Owen is our house elf. Yeah. I think it probably started because of Harry Potter. Because, you know, Harry Potter has he has a house elf. That's probably where it came from. I Now that I think back. I would about, have no knowledge of okay, anything so for Harry, the Harry Potter at Potter all. Harry Potter fans, let me back up. So Harry Potter fans, um, when our oldest son was going to school, the Harry Potter mo- books were banned because of wizardry. And he was going through a Christian school at the time. Wait, so, they were... Oh, they were banned from the Christian school. Yeah, okay. so he right. couldn't read them. Yeah. So I picked them up and started, I said, we'll read them together and then we'll talk about it, thinking that, you know, we'll talk through it because he really wanted to read the Harry Potter books. And I fell in love with them. And in one of the books he got, he has uh, a house elf. So I think that's where it started, where my idea of elf on the shelf started. Anywho, so now that the kids are older, Owen is our house elf. He went back to the North Pole and hasn't been around our house in quite well, a while. We haven't had, you know, kids. He's been, you know, he didn't care about that for the last four or five years. Correct. Yet. So um, I put a call in to Santa and I requested to see if Owen was still around because, you know, elves live for a really long time. Or so I'm told. Yes. And uh, Santa emailed me back and said he would love to send Owen, and he missed us terribly. So Owen's a little tattered, a little torn, a little older, but he arrived at our house on Thanksgiving, and to our granddaughter's delight... She is enthralled with this whole elf on a shelf mischief thing. Oh, he has been getting into some really bad she things. She gets up so- every morning and comes bolting out of that room. Where is he? Where is Owen? Every morning. She never misses. Yes. Well, this morning, he played some really, really bad things. And today. we're bringing this full circle. Is this what was on your Instagram page? Did you post this? Yes, I did. <laughs> On my story, so it's not going to be there very long. Uh, it drops off, but right. uh, yes. And she was very upset <laughs> at the elf this morning. Well, she got mad, and then she showed Kid Z, and he, he was like, do you want me to tell Pop Pop, um, and we'll throw him out of the house? And she looked at me because I was just coming down the stairs from something, and I said, I'll get him out of here. I'll throw that elf. I'll throw him out right now. I'll throw him over the wall. Now, as mad as she was about the mischief he got into, she's like, no, no, it's okay. He can stay. Now... <laughs> I didn't see what happened. Tell everybody what happened. Well, she woke up with drawings on her face. He took a pink highlighter and drew glasses on her face while she was sleeping and then woke up sitting next to her with the pink yeah, marker. Owen had the pen in his hand when she woke up and he's, she's like, okay, why is he sitting right next to me? And then she went in the bathroom and looked at her face was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, back up a little bit. She came out to me because I was up. And she came out to me and I just busted up laughing because <laughs> I didn't. I said, oh, my honey, um, <laughs> I'm laughing. And she's like looking at Grammy going, Grammy, why are you laughing at me this early in the morning? I went, oh, my gosh, uh, sweetheart, uh, go to the bathroom and look in the mirror. <laughs> That must have been where I came down the first time because she was like, yeah. what? <laughs> she was She went into the bathroom happy. and was screaming, like yelling at him like she was going to go kick him or something. <laughs> you want to know another weird thing she did the other day? And I think you caught the tail end of this. For some reason, this year, 
I don't know how we have crickets in our house. Oh, we have so never crazy. had crickets. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to tell everybody, oh, we have hundreds, but there's been crickets in the house, and they they've we've never had crickets before ever. All of a sudden, like once every day or two, now there's a cricket. Another couple of days, another two crickets. Another couple of days, another cricket. It's like my god. So our granddaughter is freaking out about the cricket. <laughs> I ah, a cricket. She's absolutely losing her goddamn mind every time there's a cricket. She won't touch it. She won't pick it up. She won't throw it in the trash. She won't throw it outside. She won't do anything with the cricket. Everybody has to come running and take care of the cricket. <laughs> throw the cricket out. Flush the cricket down. Throw the cricket. Say, do some cricket, cricket, cricket. She was standing about three feet from me two nights ago and I'm here trying to do my work at my computer and she was walking up to do something and she had her night nightgown on <laughs> and all of a sudden I know. a cricket landed on her shirt yes. right about where her heart is yeah. and I saw it and I'm like okay she is going to lose her fucking mind because now there's one <laughs> on her right yes. she sees it before I can say something because I was going to try to calm her down uh-huh. I was going to try to play it off like, you know, oh, look at that nice cricket. And before I could draw on her breath, she looked down and saw it. And she goes, oh, my God. And I thought, here it comes. <laughs> the scream from hell. You know what she did? She goes, he is my best friend. Yes. She told me the same thing. She goes, he loves me. And I'm like, what? She goes, look, pop, pop, did you see the cricket? And I'm like. Okay, this is way better than screaming, but she there was no reason to all of a sudden fall in love with the cricket. She'd been panicking for, for three weeks over every one, and now one lands on her. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to calm this situation down before she loses her goddamn mind. Now she's in love with the cricket, and she runs off to you in the kitchen. Yeah, she had to show me. Well, I've been trying to break the little screaming thing, too, because when she points one out, I just go grab it, and then I throw it out the front door or something. Uh so she's now trying to catch them and throw them out. So we're 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 bonding we're a little past bit, that. yes, okay. because I want her to know that they don't sting you, they don't bite you. No, you know they're fine. We're not squishing them in front of her. So but I not, started you know. a bead of sweat because <laughs> I, I didn't bet. know how this was going to go. I'm Thank like, God, it didn't jump. No, I know. It just sat there. She's like, "This is my best friend." Oh God! Yeah. All right. I'll tell you the other one. I don't know if anybody in the audience knows what a pincher bug is. That's what we call oh. them. They're called, uh, when I was a kid, they were called earwigs. Yeah, that's what they're called. They're called earwigs, yeah. pincher bugs. And um, I've never been pinched by one. You did. I'm getting the, <laughs> if you know what the willies are, I'm getting it right now. because You're all shaking in her chair. She's shaking her shoulders. Yeah, I'm like freaking out right now. You got pinched pretty bad <gasps> by one. And Ooh. so I get, now we have had those around once in a great while. Yeah. Well, we've had three in the last week. And we have told her, everyone's told the granddaughter, don't you mess with those. That'll hurt you bad. Well, she's got that message. So the other night, you guys are all gone doing something, and she freaks out in the kitchen. So I get my fat ass up out of the chair, you know, using my ab muscles that you don't think I ever use. <laughs> and I run into the kitchen, and she has your, 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 your mat in front of your, the little thing you stand on in front of the sink. Yeah. And she's holding it in the air, and it's, it's running around on the floor. Uh. So I stomp on it with my boots, <laughs> but my boots are still pretty new. So there's gaps in the, in, in, in the foot. You don't have road tread. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have all terrain tread. So I stomp and it, 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 the thing must have landed between the, the, the waffles of my boot. Good job. So I stomped again and again. Now, about the fifth try, the dog comes in. It's like, what are you doing? Looking at trying to, and she's screaming now because I can't kill this thing. She's thinking, 
okay, if you can't kill this thing, <laughs> I'm in trouble because she's ye now yelling at me, get it. And I'm trying to. So I go, all right, I'll stomp on it and I'll drag my foot. That'll do it. Ugh. So I drag it. I lift my boot up. It's fine. It's now three feet closer and it's fine. Now she's really freaking out because now it's running towards her. Riker sees it. Okay. And he, Riker's our dog. One of our dogs. He go, he's still a puppy. He goes running at it because he can see I'm fighting with something. So he comes in there with his nose and I'm like, don't put your nose down there. Yeah, this would pinch him. So I grab him by the back of the collar. I, I move her away with my other arm and I'm standing there with a dog in one hand, a granddaughter in the other, and like a maniac, I'm fucking tromping on the thing trying to kill this motherfucker. And I don't have that on video? No fucking way. I erased that from the security camera. Damn. And I'm doing this in the kitchen and the, the, the more I'm getting mad, the dog is now trying to be protective and growling like, I'm going to help you. My granddaughter is screaming at the top of her lungs because <laughs> she knows I can't kill it. She's like, okay, we're beyond Pop-Pop here. He, can, he, he can't Pop kill Pop-Pop can't do it. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> Finally, I get lucky and the heel of my boot catches that thing and gives the old crunch that those things give when you, when you get them. Um, and I set everybody down. My heart's pumping a million miles an hour. I'm like, everybody just calm the fuck down. <laughs> Calm down. I got this. And I reached over and I got a paper towel and I picked it up and I threw it in the trash. But All right, Clark. <laughs> Good job. It was definitely a Griswold moment. And I, and yeah. And where were you guys? Where was anybody to help me at least sort this out a little bit? I have no idea when all that was going on. Yeah, so that's our... Those things and I don't get along. We, I, I smash them every time I see them because that I hurts so bad. I tried. <laughs> I couldn't get uh, there from here. That is a bad, bad memory. Oh, I don't know. So I guess we should start the podcast. Um, <laughs> we haven't? Well, technically we have, but we're See, not. We have a normal life, people. Things happen. <laughs> it's just the stupidest stuff happens to me. Oh. Um, so yeah, there. I made a couple notes on some things and then, but. Yeah, um, but you didn't share them with me, which scares me. Oh yeah. I don't give you any prep on that. You know what? If you want to have some homework prep, you do the podcast one time. You get ready for it. I'll, I'll go in cold. Yeah. Okay, I'll be glad to. Fine. I have no problem with that. Good. Now, for this one, the first there's a couple of things that um, people asked us. They We put out that thing and oh, said, hey, email us if you want to know. Okay. Some of those. Um, there's nothing on there. I read them. There's nothing on there. You won't get cut too off guard on. You'll be okay with it. But oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate I that. I screened that for you. Oh, thank you. I like a good that. producer would. I am a trained broadcast professional. Who I, says? Uh, everybody who knows me, every single person who... The one person that knows one, you? That's all it takes. <laughs> me, myself, and I. There's three of us right there. All right. First thing was on the agenda was the earthquake that just happened. Oh, yeah. And earth, Well, you have to be specific. The earthquake in Northern California. Yeah, that just happened a couple days back. They, did they upgrade it or is it still a 6.4? Six, as far as I know, 6.4. Okay. Um, I guess I didn't... You 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 were up. You got up really early that day. Yeah, I'm I'm usually an early riser, and I usually just look over the news and see what's happening. And I noticed that there was a 6.4 earthquake at 2:30 in the morning. What was it? Tuesday morning, I think. Um, and it was not shy of 10 miles from where our millennial son lives yeah, in Northern California. Tree hugging, pot smoking, computer fixing. So kid. I kind of freaked out a little bit. It's, it is common. He does get earthquakes, but not that big. And I have been, and, and Genic's dad have been through big earthquakes. Yeah. And those are not fun. And especially at night. And it's prone here in California. 
And uh, so I phoned him. I it was yeah, it was you were right before seven o'clock in the morning, and I thought, man, I just it's a mom intuition. Okay, I gotta call I'm going to tell you, your timing's wrong on that. You were up way earlier because it wasn't even light outside yet. Oh, okay. When you well. called him, it was still dark. You had to have been like five in the morning because you were up. Yes, and then because okay. when when I talked to our son, he said. When I called, when mom called, I was still sitting in my room waiting for daylight because I couldn't oh, see. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, the, I'm sorry. Yeah, you were up really early and you called him. And what did he tell you exactly? He said, Mom, it was the worst thing I've ever experienced. He said, um, he said, everything sh- it woke him up. It shook everything. He goes, I heard broken glass. He says, I'm just laying here because... There's no power, and I don't know what broke. And he goes, I'm just going to wait till daylight. He goes, I've been up since it happened. And he goes, there's aftershocks. He goes, and he's home by himself yeah. because his girlfriend is working out of, out, of out of town. So it was just him and his cat. And he goes, the cat bolted. He goes, I don't even know where the cat is. And so he, you could hear it in his voice. He was trying to hold it together, but it freaked him out. It really, really freaked him out. I said, okay, honey. I go, just, just breathe. And we'll wait till daylight and see what happens. So, so I got a hold of you and yeah. said, you know, well, this, when I, this is pretty major. I know. And I called him. And when I called him, it was maybe 6.30 or so. And the, it was just beginning to become a little bit light outside. And so I called him and said, all right, what are you doing? What do you got going on? He goes, I don't know, Dad. He goes, I'm trying to figure out the house right now. He goes, everything's off the walls. Everything's off of our counters, my stove, the fridge. It's all gone. Everything's on the ground, broken. So I encouraged him to go outside as soon as he had some light, look at his windows, look at the cracks in the house. He said all that was good. We talked about what to do and talked about if he needed to relight his pilot light and stuff like that because sometimes those that those go out. And um, he just said everything's ruined. He goes, and it, he goes, it sounded and felt like a, like a train came right through the house. He goes, it was so loud. I've never heard anything that loud in my life. Now, I started thinking about this, okay? Um, with one exception, and I'll talk about the exception later, you actually hold the record for living through, in, a, in between our, in our family, the biggest earthquake because I was out of town during the Northridge quake in 94. Mm-hmm. You were home, and that was a 6.7, I think it was, earthquake. You weren't... You weren't, but five minutes from that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I wasn't that far. Epicenter. I was in the, yeah, you were in, I was the in the epicenter. The yeah. You, you know what? If you can look, if you can stand on your roof and see the epicenter, you're close. Yes. I um, was in the, and well, you were too as kids. The Silmar quake. Mm-hmm. That was my big one, which was six point six, just under yours. You were at six. I think you were at six seven. I was at six six. Both of those were massive earthquakes. Yes, they were. And then our son was in 6.4. He's, he's right there with us. Yeah. Now, the one thing I did notice in different things that I've been part of traveling around and stuff and the things I've experienced, because I was in a lot of earthquakes as you were in the San Fernando Valley, and they move differently by where you are. That's why I was trying yes. to ask our son, what did it feel like? And he couldn't even answer. He was so rattled. He sometimes they me. shake. Sometimes they roll. Sometimes it feels like your house gets lifted up. That's what Northridge felt like to me. It was like the, somebody picked up my whole, whole, our whole house and like dropped it. Yeah. And to me, the ones that I've been in that when I was a kid uh, in the San Fernando Valley, and I'll try to describe this if, if I can correctly. I was playing baseball at the end of our street, kind of like a cul-de-sac. 
and the ground started to shake and we just looked down this long residential street. The curb, the gutters, the sidewalk, and the street, it was like a wave rolling at us. This, this wave came right through the concrete. I don't know how wide it was, yeah, but it picked, up, it picked up the houses, it picked up the cars, and just set them right back down like there was a, like there was a big wave under everything came right to us, lifted us up, set us down, and it kept right on going. That's weird. That was a rolling earthquake, and those are the ones, that's the first one I was ever able to see. I'd never been in the street during daylight and looked, just happened to see it. That was, you know, different. Mm -hmm. And I've been in earthquakes that shake you around back and forth. Now, the Landers earthquake, I happened to be in Apple Valley the day the Landers earthquake went off, which was 7.4. That's a big one, yeah. However, Landers was 50 miles away from where I was at, and I, it almost knocked me over. I almost fell over. I couldn't stand. But everyone says, well, that whole valley from Landers to where I was in Apple Valley is on one massive piece of granite. So what, what they felt, and it, it shook everything in unison, we felt. And I, I don't believe that. I don't believe I felt a 7.4. Being 50 miles away, it's a nice sentiment. Well, you felt the same thing. You were on a big thing of granite. I don't believe so. But I've also been up six stories in a, um, a hotel room when an earthquake went off in Vegas one time. The building, as designed, shook so much, I couldn't, I couldn't get to the door. <laughs> I couldn't get to the doorknob because it was banging, swaying so, swaying like so swaying. fast. Now, Lotork and I were talking, and Lotork, as you guys know, is on staff here. He was in the San Francisco earthquake. Oh, he the, was, Lo, Loma Prada, Lo, uh, the Loma Prada? I don't remember the I name. I can't remember, something like he that. He was in it, and he said... I remember watching the baseball game when that went on. Yeah. Yeah. He said... You know, he was up two or three floors in a building. He goes, it felt a rumble, and the entire floor dropped from under him. <gasps> oh, that's scary. I mean, just the whole like building sunk. like sunk instantly, and then he fell and landed on where it landed. Oh, god! And then it was then it was on. Then the whole then it was the earthquake was on. Wow! Now I've never felt that before. No. Not even close. So I'm thinking low torque probably holds the record for. If we're going to count staff, yeah. that's that's a pretty big one right there. But I haven't got from the kid, and I'm sure for those of you who have never been, there's a lot of you that aren't do not live in earthquake country. You have no idea what we're talking about. I mean, they're scary right now, but I don't. I mean, if there if one happened right now, I wouldn't panic. I would like get up and go. All right, let's move away from the windows and let me, you know, grab the kids and do. But I don't panic anymore. It's kind of a startle because you don't know when it happens, but then yeah. when you like, you get startled because it's so such an odd feeling to have your house start shaking and everything. Yeah. But then you do, you kind of like, okay, it's an earthquake. You click into mode of and like- you start go, going through your stuff yeah. and you're not in panic mode. The but, last one we had here was like uh, 4th of July. Remember when the pool water came out? Yeah, the and that water was came up in Ridgecrest area up north of us. Yeah, And so it, it affected our house, you know, a couple of, Fourth of July's ago, but we were walking around. Well, then the first thing so. you and I do when we feel an earthquake and we felt little ones is the first thing you and I do is we look up at the chandeliers to see if they're swinging. <laughs> we do. <laughs> if the chandelier's not moving, then I just felt the truck yeah. go by or something. Well, we I just kind of go into mode and look at you and go, okay, what are we doing? Yeah. I'm like waiting for you to, to yeah. react. If, if you I'm react, not, then I'm fine. That, right. And it's it's funny that now, and then and, and, and then I get into arguments with people. They start fighting with me. 
It's like, oh, the earthquake's the most terrible thing in the ever. It's, like, well, it's not that bad. It's like, I'd take a tornado any day of the week. I'm no like, way. are you out of your fucking mind? You- I would take it. I take an earthquake <laughs> before a tornado or a hurricane because you don't know it's coming. I'd rather be surprised. I'm not watching a but tornado they, hit my house. No, but they they their argument to me is is like, you know what you're talking about, you California fucking city boy. If there's a tornado coming, first of all, you can see it coming from miles away, and you can outrun it in your pickup truck. And I'm like, what if it happens at night? Well, then you get in the storm cellar. What if you don't have a storm cellar? Everybody got a storm cellar. What are you talking about? But, I mean, th- these are the arguments they get in. You know, and then, you know, you, you, people look at you and say, you're just dumb for that earthquake. There's no escaping an earthquake. I go, there's no escaping a flood if you're near it. That's true. You know, if you're, if you're in the flood, you know, you, their whole thing is they can't, you can't get away from it. There's nowhere to run to and there's no warning. Hurricane, plenty of warning. Tornado, some warning. All right, I got it. Flood. Some warning. That's their whole paranoia is they can't get away from it. And I'm like, okay, but it's not that bad. I said, okay, the big earthquakes we've all seen, do you, do you get footage, camera footage, news footage, and every house is decimated? No. There's some houses that get broke, some things fall off, maybe a wall comes down, you fix the wall, you do your stuff, but you know, mostly you're okay. Right. For the most part. Now, sometimes big buildings have problems or apartments like in Northridge, they collapsed on each other. Correct. And that was poor design, by the way, because not every apartment building in Northridge collapsed. No, it was like one, but they yeah. made it out to be like the whole neighborhood yeah, went down, they, but it didn't. Yeah, they pointed their camera at this at these crushed cars yeah. under this apartment building that fell and they go, Can you imagine what's going on around us? Yeah. No, ask. So I'll turn your camera and let's see. But while you were uh, while you weren't there, uh, a day or two later, I trekked out to some friend's house in the epicenter out by Northridge to go check on the house. Yeah. And even the house that was in the epicenter, everything came out of the refrigerator, but the house was still standing. Yeah. And it was still fine. That's yeah. why we're saying even if it happens right below you, you may lose some stuff. Now, they tell you when you live in California, you can put in like, you know, clips to keep your cupboards closed. Right. And yeah. So there are things that you can do, but earthquakes don't happen as your often. Your dad made those for your house. Yes, my dad. He I made lived those, with those. He made little things to go over the the knobs. Yes. Just little wood things. They're decorative so that they would hold the cabinet shut. Yeah, because we didn't want the stuff to come out. My dad was a little paranoid Here's about the other it. thing that I think is funny. Everyone always, from from not from California, they're like, it's okay, I could survive an earthquake because you, you get those people too. There's people that right. say, this is just, you know, I know the rules. I know what it's like to be in an earthquake. I haven't been in one, but I, but I read the manual. As soon as the <laughs> earthquake stands, you go stand in a doorway. I said, "What? why do you say that? This is what you do, you stand in a doorway. I said, so do you think that after there's a major earthquake, there's just neighborhoods of demolished houses <laughs> and a doorway? And a doorway, and a doorway, just just dozens of doorways that are still a standing. Bathtub too. Dozens. Go of, get in the go get in the bathtub. Dozens of doorways just still standing miraculously. That's what you see. Every picture is like that. Just hundreds of doorways that magically <laughs> stayed. I said, do you know why they tell you to get into a doorway? Yes, nothing will fall directly on you, but they tell you to get to not an interior doorway, get to an exterior doorway. What happened in the Silmar quake was. We went to the doorway because you don't want power lines falling on. You run outside, power lines will fall. Yeah. We got to the car and got in the car. Now you're insulated from the ground. It was my grandfather. He grabbed us all up, went out and got in the car, and we sat there for like two and a half hours, totally safe. He goes, we're fine here. We're safe. Just got to sit it out. 
So it's not just go to the outside doorway to see where if you can get to your car, <laughs> not so you can stand there and be one hundred percent protected. Oh no, dumbasses! It's funny. But I would definitely go through an earthquake. They they scare me at the beginning, and then you calm down and go, "Oh, it's an earthquake." Okay, it, and it goes really quickly. You think it's going to go for a really long time, but it's it's pretty fast. It gets well, and the the thing is, it gets in and out, and we're done. If it if it doesn't even get a, over a four point five, I'm not even getting out of bed. I don't either. I'm not going to, unless it 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 it'd have to really do something for me to go. All right, I'll put my boots on. Let's I'm go. listening. <laughs> Got it. Thanks. Other than that, no, I wouldn't care. Anyways, he um our our uh, millennial son was out of work yesterday for the day because there was no power in the whole city, and uh, I texted and checked on him today, and he's back at work. So see, life moves on. You get through it. The the city that it happened in in Ferndale had quite a bit of damage. Yeah. But um, so life is getting back to normal and, and it will. I mean, we repair ourselves. We're, we'll get back there and get going again. So he is arriving for Christmas. So he said he we're can't gonna, wait. Yeah, we're going to have him on a podcast. Yes. Or two. Yeah. yeah. Alvin and the chipmunks. What about him? Is uh, Alvin one of the chipmunks? I'm asking because I'm not a big Alvin and the chipmunks guy. Me either. But you brought that up the other day. And I, I know was, and I didn't get an answer from you. I'm asking... That the dude John or Steve or Dave or whatever the, the human Dave da, in the cartoon he yells Alvin and it's Alvin and the chipmunks. But I thought Alvin was a chipmunk too. Why wouldn't the dude just yell chipmunks to get all their attention? Why? Why is it? Why is it Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons? Isn't he one of the Four Seasons? Uh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, Hello. Hold on. Wait a minute. It was counting the guy who said, well, they had a session drummer, so he doesn't count. Let's just do drummer, two no, no, guitarists. No. It, no, it was the drummer didn't count. He wasn't, he was just a session guy. It was, it was, uh, it was Tony DeVito, the guy. It was Frankie Valley. It was Bob Gaudia. And then, uh, that other guy, I can't remember. Yeah, there was four of them. There was, yeah, the four seasons. I just stumped you. Why did they call him Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons? Exactly. It should have been Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. So, I just debunked your Alvin and the Chipmunks. Or you, or you, Alvin gets main billing. Oh, so he gets a pass. But the the Chipmunks get a pass because of Frankie Valley. There is nobody on planet Earth that would could ever pull it out of their ass to associate Alvin and the Chipmunks and the Four Seasons as justification. What? The f You're welcome, America. <laughs> And Denmark. Oh my God, I cannot believe you just did that! Wow, and you you couldn't have read this because I just wrote this. I just printed it out an You're hour welcome. ago. God damn it! So right. now there's no more. You know, you don't have to be stumped anymore. All right, so here's some questions from the listeners. All right, these are people uh, that listen, that watch, that are concerned, and they have questions. They're con yeah, I'm sure they're <laughs> concerned. <laughs> I'm really surprised that staff didn't disguise themselves and write in some really personal stuff that just they know the angle on just to get How us. How do we know they didn't? Because there's nothing that poignant in here. There's nothing that hits that close to home. Okay, hit me. Um, uh, don't, don't, don't. And how, this was from Instagram. How did we have so many kids and not go crazy? And that's because they're they're very. Who said we didn't. <laughs> they're aware that at one point the kids were all when we when when Kid Z came into the picture, there was they were all under the age of eleven. Four. He was born, and the oldest one was eleven. No. Twelve. No. It was no, all it was, under the age of fourteen. No, you're wrong. 
Yes. Okay, hold on. 92. Our oldest is 30 and he's 17. 13. 12, because the birthdays don't line up. 12. Okay. So I told you it was 12. Okay, fine. We'll go with 12. We'll go with 12. All right, so you have 12 kids, four boys, four girls, one of them a baby. I get to leave for work every day, every day for work, and I'm gone 8, 10, 12 hours. One, two, three, go. <laughs> you got, oh, it's up to me? You have to parent. Well, so how did you do it? There was school. So that was a help. <laughs> yeah. Um, just getting them off to school, that helped. Uh, lots of organization. And it'd be funny because if you were to talk to my mom, I was not very organized when I was younger. But you kind of learned to be. You have to be when you have that many kids. That was the thing. That was the one word I was going to answer with. Extremely organized. And I had a wicked calendar. You know, we have calendars on our phone. Well, I had a calendar, like a main calendar yep. in the kitchen with, Every which way. And then when iPads came out, Gen X dad bought me an iPad with cell service, which was amazing. So my calendar was on the go. And if I was sitting at the bus stop or in the carpool lane, picking the kids up from school, I was making appointments and making phone calls and adding it to my calendar. I mean, I... So beyond the organization of a calendar, let me tell you what I saw from the outside looking in. I'd like to say I was in the middle of it, not as much as you'd think. So Gen X mom, all of a sudden, she gets to a point where now she's has to run a zone defense one versus eight because yeah. I'm not here. She, Odds are not good. She bought plastic containers with lids bigger than a shoebox, and kids would throw a towel over their shoulder, go in to the, do all their bathroom stuff, pack all their gear out. You didn't leave all your toothbrushes in one drawer. You had it in a little toothbrush holder in your pack. You had your soap, your shampoo, a washcloth. You had all your stuff. If you were a little older, you got a razor. (laughs) You got your cologne in there. Everything was pack it in and pack it out and keep your bath gear organized. That was one thing. It was like running camp. You had to have it like camp. And that's what it was. The only way to keep the bathroom clean was to do that. And we had hooks behind the door in their bedrooms and that's where they hung up their towels. Yep. So you packed it in and you packed it back out. Another one was she would, all the kids would come home from school. She already had snacks laid out. Oh yeah. She had snacks chosen. It wasn't, well, I'm going to stand in the pantry for half an hour and figure out what's for snack. Nope. This is snack. If you don't like it, don't eat. Exactly. And then while they were eating, you were going through their backpacks, getting all the paperwork out. Oh No, I did not. Well, f- the younger ones I did, but yeah. the older ones, I had an inbox, like literally an inbox right. that you put on a desk that I had at a desk and any paperwork that they needed me to see or go through, they were to put That's it right. in that box. And if it didn't make it, I'm sorry, it didn't happen. But I also had a bulletin board that after I signed the paperwork or if there was paperwork that had to go back, it went on the bulletin board and they were responsible for retrieving it. That's right. But the under that was junior high and high school, but elementary, all the elementary kids, you'd go through their backpack, find their homework, find a permission slip for a field trip. You'd find all that stuff. and, And while they were eating, you'd get organized with what that was. Then it was chores and she had perfect lists of chores that everybody had to do and it was about 40 minutes we didn't call them chores oh i'm sorry you yeah wait you had we called them life, life skills. skills yeah you don't ever a- call your children chores change it say life skills because doing quote unquote chores around the house are just skills that they're going to need by the time they're 18 and moving yeah, out you're of the not house. fooling anybody they still hated them oh well they do but i think it's just nicer to call them life skills well, because- good for you we got to make nice all right, so she had a chore list, and every kid... Now, you imagine if you have... Well, 
the baby wasn't. But if you had seven kids and they each had, let's say, six or seven chores, that's 40 things that get done every day. Sweep, vacuum, trash, everything. Oh, I'd, I'd get creative and come yeah. up with something. They all so, had to do something around the house to help. And it wasn't come back and see me, I'll tell you. She had these things written down posted and listed and it would get they go do your chores go do, i'm sorry go do your life skills <laughs> and they would go do them so when i tell you organization was the key i'm not kidding and i could go on and on and on. i won't that's how she got through it there's By the your answer time to your question. they were teenagers they were all doing their own laundry i was not going to do laundry for eight children so i taught them from the time they were about 10 till 12 i helped them do their laundry when they became teenagers they were responsible for doing their own laundry so that that was a big plus also. that was another one all right uh if you guys were going to renew your wedding vows somebody asked what would you write into them this time <laughs> <laughs> i just read you the one i'm gonna do that Okay, what would you what would you say? Uh, let me think. Uh, what would you do? Uh, I uh, wedding vows. If I had to do, if I had to renew the wedding vows, I would probably say something like, I don't know. I you know the whole sickness and health and love till death do you part stuff. It covers a lot, and we've been through that. You know, yeah. all, you know, you especially with you when you did cancer, I, we were we we faced those moments. Yes. Um, I don't know. I think I would keep it simple, and I think I would keep it honest, knowing knowing that I'm a dumbass guy. I'd probably keep my side real simple. It's like, listen, um, I promise to love you and worship you and do everything I can to give you what you want if you promise to put up with my dumb ass because I'm not very bright. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not very bright. That goes so with my wedding vows. If you'll put you... up with me, then I'll do everything I can for you. That's that's a simple, truthful wedding vow for me. Yeah. Mine would be uh, like the thing I posted was, do you promise to always help him find his stuff that is right in front of him? <laughs> because you'll be doing that forever. That is and not, that is so true. I don't do that. I don't, I'm not that bad. You've never had to put, you've never had to take the glasses off my forehead and hand them to me. You know, we haven't had stuff like that. I'm not that Right guy. in front of you is a laundry basket. But yeah. the clothes somehow just don't get there. They do. It's just that I have to like, I, I, that, kick, I kick them all into a pile. And then like at the end of the week, I put them all in the hamper. When was the last time you did that? Two days ago. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I keep telling yourself that. I that you know what? You it's on the my side of the bed in the corner on the floor. You won't, you don't even see it. You're not even over there. So if it's not in the laundry basket, it doesn't get washed. Can we go with that? Yeah, I'll put them in the laundry. I make sure it goes in. So the if I wash and your dirty clothes aren't in the laundry basket, then you've missed that wash day. Can you tell me what day you're doing that to make sure that I'm on track? No, cuz when you take off your clothes, you just put it in the laundry uh, basket. Uh, Really, that one thing you can do and you just... I do do it, but now we're talking about timing. I got to get it right. Now there's timing involved. Now I have to make sure that... There's no timing. You take your clothes off at the end of the day and you put them in the laundry basket. Yeah, I don't really do that though. Okay. So I just kinda, that's what I'm talking about. I kind of undress and it all falls on the floor and then I kick it into a pile and then later on I put them all in the basket. Well, when you get around to putting it in the basket... It'll have to wait till there's a laundry day. I'm not liking this conversation. <laughs> you brought it up. So. <laughs> no, our listeners brought it up. 
Um, does does the the question that someone asked was does trouble raising kids ever end? And I'm not sure that every kid is trouble. I think what they're asking is, do you ever quit raising your kids? No. And my mom said that to me because I always thought that once they leave the house, you know, we wouldn't hear from them much or whatever. But yeah. I don't hear from them as much as when they were younger, but now they're like big kid problems, adult problems, or it's sometimes it's just like just reassurance that what they're going through is normal. Like, did you and dad go through that? And it's like, yes, we did or stuff like that. So no, they still need us, but sometimes it's just a, a shoulder to cry on. Or- <laughs> that is so funny. We have two totally different takes on that. <laughs> the the daughters come back to you, go, Mom, I can't. Did you and dad ever go through this? And what'd you just say? Yes, we did. And you'll get through it. And here's how. Sons come to me, son-in-laws come to me and say, did you ever have a problem with this and go through? No, I never had that kind of shit happen. I had a handle on my marriage, son. And oh, brother. <laughs> I, just, I have never once. Deflected. That's your no, word. That, that is, that is that the Gen X dad word. You how is that deflecting? Deflect. That's confidence. That's giving you like, oh. you know, I've never gone through that shit. You know, you're, what you're going through is kind of weird. We'll figure it out together. But no, you came to the right guy. I've already conquered these issues. I have never once told a son or a son-in-law or a boyfriend of my one of my daughters that came to me and said, this is kind of fucked up. What do I do? I've never said, well, sit next to me there, buddy. Yes, I've gone through this too. We'll, we'll work this out together. Let's get some hot tea and cocoa and we'll be fine. I've never done that once. I could take him out. So yours the, is pretty much buck up, big boy. Well, but there, you know, there's some terminology, some words mixed in there. It's not just shut up, buttercup, suck it up and be better. No, 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 no. I, I take I take the time to have the conversation like you're supposed to. I do. But I don't ever sit there and tell them, yes, I've gone through this and how, oh my. Oh, I, you are just drawing that out. No, I just go, yes, it's normal. Yes, we've been through it. Yes, you will get through it. It's mm-hmm. just a bump. Yeah, that's why you and your one of your daughters goes off. We got to get our nails done. We have to we go. We do not. We got to go to you lunch and that talk out. about stuff. No um, way. Someone, this wasn't even, um, well, it was kind of a question at the end. And she wrote her name Victoria. At least we know it's a girl. Um, I'm what does rooting- that matter? <laughs> okay, go ahead. It'll matter when you hear the question. Okay, go. <laughs> I'm rooting for Jenik's dad to get healthier. I want him around for decades to come. Me too. Are there any new habits and routines you're going to take on in 2023? Signed, Victoria. Well, Victoria, we started one, but we need to really put this in motion is I've I've had him to start walking at least from our house to the gang boxes of the mailboxes. Um, and you know, mail comes pretty much every day. So I've been trying to get him just to do that first. Yeah. We'll start. We, he just needs to start moving. His eating has gotten much better, um, but he needs to exercise more. So that's what we need to work on. Don't you agree? Well, yeah, no, I, yes, I agree with all that. It just, I just forget. I have to keep reminding. I don't like it. I just want to eat what I want and do what I want, and I want to live forever. And you can choose to do that, but that doesn't mean you're going to be here very long. Well, that was the end of my statement. I said I want to live forever. So you just said I could do it. (laughs) It's the first words out of your mouth. So good. We'll take that one and run. Um, and we talked about that, talked about that. Da, 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 da. What is your favorite place? Well, it says, what is y'all favorite place to uh, go for vacation? And I didn't know how to ask you that because is that like 
for the day? Like you want to go to the beach for the day? You want to go to Disneyland? Or do they mean like you want to go, where's your favorite place to travel to? So that was a question. Like where would you want to go for vacation? Where's your, if, you, if it's your favorite place, it's like your go-to spot. Where do you go and be comfortable, relax, and have a good time? What do you think? Well, before COVID, we used to go to Vegas. And that was someplace we could go when you had the eight kids around because we were far enough away where they couldn't get to us. Right. And it was far enough away where we could get, or close enough that we can get back home. So we used to do Vegas a lot, even if it was, sometimes we just went for a night just to get out and be adults. Sometimes it was for like three or four days. So Vegas was our getaway spot because it's kind of like the adult Disneyland. We could do, you know, yeah. lots of things. There. There's a ton of stuff. But now do. that the kids are out of the house, I'd like to start venturing out a little more. Like we are hoping to plan a, a cruise for yeah. our anniversary, our big anniversary in a couple of years. So, um, yeah, well, I could do that. I don't mind. We've, we've been on yeah. cruises before. That's a good one. So we're, we're going to venture out a little more. We'll, we'll see what happens. So maybe something new will be our, how favorite. are we going to get rid of the kids that keep coming back home? Yeah, but we can leave now. We got down to one, and we now we're back now. up to four. We can leave now. I guess. It's not abandoning your children anymore. <laughs> we can now leave and go, hey, just you know, keep the house afloat. Oh, kids are stupid. Yeah. Well, I, for the, on day trips, if you're talking about just getting away, yeah, we, used to, we just like to go out to dinner. We go to Disneyland. We go to a Dodger game. And we could drive and just see pine trees, or we can drive and see the coast. We can drive and come back. That's yeah. fine for Those a day. Those are day trips, yeah. If you're going to talk about vacation, yeah, our go-to spot. Well, we've driven to San Francisco for dinner and back in one day. Well, that's true. But, but we've, that's um, not really vacation. That's no, it's just, just like a getaway. getaway. Yeah. But, um, or Vegas, we've done Yosemite and back in a day. Vegas for us was, it's different. I, you know, I just heard you explain this to our, one of our daughters that moved back in. She's like, what do you guys do in Vegas? Because you're old people. <laughs> and you sat her down and you're like, well, it's different. You know, we're not part of that 25-year-old crowd of everybody just getting drunk off their ass. And we've all done it. We've yeah, both we've, done we've it. We've all it's done like, that, but we uh, we're not that. there. We go, and I, I hate to say this because I'm not sure. I kind of get the feeling that may, maybe a lot of people will laugh at us for this, but... In all the things that we do in Vegas, which we like to go see a show, we like to see a concert, we like to try different restaurants. It's a big thing for us to try restaurants. But all along the way, we people watch. Yeah, it's I know that is that's people like, what are you saying? It's the most boring thing. No, it's not. People are interesting. Yeah. And everybody's so different. And we kind of like to pick out who's been married really a long time or who's having... Uh, trouble. Yeah, why or, are they in Vegas? Are they running away together or are they s- fixing their marriage? Or know? when we went to dinner at Sinatra's and you see the really old guy with a really young chick <laughs> and you're going, yeah, that's either a mistress or something's going on there, a hooker, I don't know, but well, we the, always get some scenarios the, the going. The dude's like 80 years old and the girl is barely 21. And she's banging, like she's oh, like my packaged. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's bought and paid for. Yeah, it every was hilarious. Inch. So it's like, are they married? Is she a hooker? Or is she his mistress? <laughs> or is she a gold digger? I don't know what, but you know. It's well, funny. we do that. We and yeah. there's even one time we had lunch at um, I think it was at Caesar's. Was it at Caesar's where we looked outside the glass and all the people were out front walking? Oh, and, yeah. and sitting. Yeah. And we were there for we like were. two hours for lunch, just looking at people. What are those people doing? What are those people doing? The best one that ever happened to us. Yeah, there was one. People really watching. People yeah. watching. We were inside the Luxor. 
For lunch. For lunch. Because I don't care for almost, I care for almost nothing inside the Luxor. Ah, except the Titanic, Titanic yes. Okay, go ahead. All right, so we stopped and we had, um, we had uh, lunch there. And we're doing our usual people watching thing. And this one couple, um, maybe two tables away, there wasn't a lot of people there. It was kind of empty in the lunch area. And they seemed to be in distress. They were kind of talking and huffing at each other. Then they, they would talk, but then they'd look away. They wouldn't look at each other. Yeah, they were definitely in some sort of they argument were, or they were trying struggle to, or yeah, something. And, I, and God, is my witness, God is my witness I did this, and I don't know why. I got up and walked over to them. Yes, he did. And I said, listen, I said, I know that I don't know you guys, and I'm just some dumb mechanic in the middle of the desert, and I'm just traveling like you guys are, but... I'm kind of getting the impression that you guys aren't okay. And they were younger than us by quite a bit. They were really, they were young. Maybe 25-ish or so. Yes, they were young. Okay. And we were, we were early 40s, I think, when this happened. So yes. they, were, they were younger. So we invited them back over to our table, and we just talked mm -hmm. for like another hour and a half, two hours. And we learned the complications they were going through in their marriage, the struggles. They came out to Vegas to try to fix it. And we, after we heard the whole story... I gave them some advice. I gave them each like two pieces. I said, okay, look, here's the gig. Here's where you guys fucked up. And each of you did this, but here's where the things you're trying to fix it are right. And here, if you really, really, really want to go forward in life, if you really want to fix this, each of you needs to focus on one thing. In my opinion, I told them, I said, I'm, I'm a mechanic. I'm not a therapist. But I gave them one thing to focus on. I said, if you can promise yourself for the next month, you're just going to focus on this one thing. Each of you is a different thing, different for the woman, different for the man. I said, you got a foothold. I, they were happy. Yes. They went home. They wrote you emails. I'm thinking it was, it was about two years. You kept getting updates on how their marriage was better. On yes, and on. but I also wanted to point out is when Christmas came. So that was in the summer. Yeah. We got our, we received a Christmas card from them, and they were so thankful and were so thrilled that, that we took the time out of our day to just sit with them and talk with them. We knew nothing about them. It, we were a neutral party that could hear all their woes and worries and all their struggles, and we did. And we got a Christmas card, and they were telling us that we pretty much saved their marriage. Now you because. haven't talked to them for a long time, but as the as the emails got less frequent, they were still married and happy, were they not? Yes, they were. Life was just getting really crazy and it was time to just kind of let go, move yeah, on. But move they on. but the last stuff we got was and they went it was we uh, Jenix mom probably stayed in contact loosely with them for 2 years and everything was better, great, moving not without problems of course. Yeah. But they were happily married. Yeah. That was one of our favorite people watching stories. Um, just yeah. some of the we stuff that goes on. We don't normally do that. It was no. just a random act of kindness that we just chose to do that way. And we bought them their lunch that yeah. day and just said, you know what? This was, you guys are on the right track of moving away from all your troubles at the moment. They went to a neutral place, Vegas, but yeah. where they could just sit and talk for the weekend and just see where the they future just, holds. They just so. weren't getting anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an interesting, but yes, we do people walk. And we do, and really we've, fun. we've paid for other people's dinners before, mainly old people. If they're like in their seventies 
or they're, oh, yeah, you know, we love doing when that. I sit there and I walk up to them and I, and I know they're done with their meal yes. and I say, I just need to ask, are you married? Yes, we are. How long? We've been married 56 years. I love those. And they want to tell you how they met. We got married after the World War II and they, they want to tell you the whole story. And you and I love hearing those I love those hearing stories. those stories. Yeah. I pay for their dinner saying, thank you for setting an example. Yes. And anytime I'm around older people like that, I do that. If they're there and they've been married for a long time, bless them and their commitment and they did it. They made it work. Yeah. So we've done a bunch of those too. Well, I'm hoping that we're setting an example for other young people to just sit down and talk to older people because we've been through some stuff yeah. and then people that are older than us have been through some stuff. And if you just sit and listen, they have some really great stories and I love it. I just <laughs> love listening to them. They give you hope in the world. They give you that, you know what? You can make it. There's things, it's, and it's yeah. just, I, we've always taught our kids random acts of kindness. I We hear our kids being in the Starbucks line and the drive through and our daughter will pay for the person yep. behind them. Yeah. So even something as simple as that, like just paying, and this time of year, that's something I think we could all pull out an extra $5 and buy the coffee for the person behind us or right. something, because if you start a trend, it's gonna start flowing and i think and like you said we're setting an example not not some of those where we were off people watching but a lot of those conversations that we've had a lot of those paying for people's dinners that we've done we did that all throughout our marriage in front of our children they watched me do it and said why'd you go do that dad and then i explained what i was what i tell them i tell them why so you got to be kidding me look at that they've been married 60 years right you you got you have to admire that. So all of our kids, and they've seen me driving on a hot summer day when it's 105 outside. They have seen me pull through a McDonald's drive-through. Yes, you have. And buy a full meal and a soda and give it to a homeless person. Not money, but a full meal. Yes. And give it to them. So I mean, that we've 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 led by example to try to teach them some things and hopefully those stick. But I have one more story about that. Remember when I was, I think I was flying out to your parents' house and we, I was flying out of Fresno. Do you remember like that college kid? It was early in the morning that we were going through a drive through real quick and he came up to the, the uh, oh, I do. Well, window of the truck. He stopped you and said, could you, are you going through the drive through? And you said, yes. And you said, uh, um, what what do you need? And he goes, I can't get into the dining room. The dining oh, room was closed. Yeah. And he goes, I can't go walk up to the drive through window. Right. They said I couldn't order. Could you order for me? Yep. That's and right. you did. I forgot about that. Yeah. But, and we went through the drive through. We ordered our stuff, and then you ordered what that kid wanted and brought it to him. And you brought it to him, but then he wanted to give you money, and you said no. Well, we just yeah. bought him the food. He had got off the plane. That's right. He walked to the nearest place to eat, and he couldn't even get anything. To and eat. there was something about he his ride didn't show up his mom yeah, or his dad something or something like that. and th there was there was some trouble in his conversation i don't remember what it was but there was some trouble like my parents are getting divorced they were supposed to come get me my mom said my dad would my dad said my yeah, mom he's would stuck. and he was stuck in fresno he's like he got a few bucks and no place to go but apparently he got it worked out where someone was going to come but he was going to be there like all day or a day and a half. Yeah, and it was really early where, like I said, you couldn't get inside no. to get food. And no. and out at Fresno, there wasn't like a whole lot of restaurants Not around. by the airport, So no. he would have had to, you know, hike himself around. But yeah, you did that. I, I forgot about that, yeah. So that was there's, cool. There's stuff that we do. You know, there's been times where we've helped people out. So anyway, leading by example, that was one of them. Um, 
This is an argument. I don't want to get into an argument with you. I really don't. Um, uh, I don't know if you can do this one real quick. One of the one of the people wrote in and says, you both have admitted that when you were younger, much younger, you were both briefly married and got divorced. This is a woman. She goes, how did you know when it was when you like you were done and it was to be divorced? How did you know when that moment was where you're like, okay, I'm not trying anymore. I don't want to do this. How did you, what was the defining, was there a defining moment? That's what she was asking. How yeah, did you for both me there know? there was. Okay, go ahead. Um, my defining moment was after many red flags and many conversations and going to counseling and trying to figure it all out. I asked the counselor that exact question. How do you know when it's time to leave? And the counselor said to me, he goes, you'll know. I said, okay, well, you know, continued on months and, and trying to talk to this person and it wouldn't work. And finally we went camping and we were stuck in a rainstorm and I was sitting in the camper looking over at this person and we were stuck there for hours. And I went, you know what? I'm done. I just cooped, can't. Cooped up in cooped, a camper. And I just, I couldn't handle him in a camper. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yep, I'm, I'm done. This is, this the, is See, done. that that could have turned into a wonderful, loving, intimate moment with the rain and you're isolated and you're in a camper and just the two of you. And it's like, well, there's nothing else to do. Let's spend some time with each other. If you look across there and go, I don't want to be anywhere. In, I don't want to be in this it was, camper. It was done. I realized at that moment that that feeling, there was no, I, I have, and it's amicable. It was fine. We're, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, the divorce it wasn't, is okay. It wasn't ugly. It was just that, nope, this isn't, this isn't my person. So. I was that, I knew, you want to know the, the, the bad part? I knew um, within the first year that I got married, I knew this wasn't going to work. And then I just stayed. I knew, I already knew there wasn't like all right I've tried as much as I can and I, I I all I realize now it's time to call it quits no I knew pretty early on maybe three six months into it I go this is fucking stupid I made a huge mistake and like a dumbass I was I was the person that you hear about in those relationships where I just kept trying I just stayed and just well fuck it I'm here. I'm involved. Uh, I can't quit now. Just, uh, just keep going. And I just took the abuse. I took every bad part of it and just trudged on because that's what you're supposed to do. That was what was ingrained in me from my grandfather, who was yeah. part of the greatest generation. Hey, you made a commitment. Tough shit if you don't like it now. Keep going. And I was never that way about anything. <laughs> it wasn't. I'd quit school. I'd quit a job. I'd leave. I'd leave everything behind and go do my own life. And this one thing, I'm like, oh, I better, I better just stay. So uh, I stayed for a long time and was dumb, and I knew right away. Well, that attitude of people, and especially women, do that. We're going to change our man. We're going to change him. Um, no, you can't. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's I a mean, silly premise to. And, and, yeah. and guys, on the on the flip side of that, you can't change a person. They they just can't. And mine ended up being kind of like we grew apart. It was like it was it worked in the beginning, but then as you mature, because we were young, when you mature yeah. and you start growing, you start taking sometimes different paths instead of going down the the right path together. And when you right. start going down different paths, you realize that you're just gonna continue You're just two different people. Parting. Yeah. Well, so I'll tell you, you know what just popped in my mind? I do have a defining moment. 
What was it? And and this really isn't a defining moment of when did I know it was over. It was when do I when did I want to leave? <laughs> I knew it was over really early. Now I need you guys listening at home to pay attention to this. Gen X mom, you've heard this story before, but this moment just popped in my head. When did I know I was fucking done and like pack my shit? I'm out. I told you that it, the relationship was abusive. I don't mean she was beating on me. She wasn't hitting me, but she was a horrible person towards me all the time. And even you have run into people that have met her over the years and they've all told you the same thing. Hey, she was horrible to him. So this is not just me. Right. Okay. One day, I think I was in the kitchen doing something and she was in our living room talking to a friend. Her friend actually confronted her a little bit and said, you know, you're, you're pretty hard on your husband. He's a really, he tries really hard. He's a good guy. He works. You get to stay home. You know, he buys you whatever you, he can afford to buy you. He's a pretty good guy. And she said, do you know how to keep a man? Cause she, this friend of hers was saying, you're going to lose this guy. And she goes, no, I'm not. You know how to, and this is what I heard her say. Oh, you know what? Here's how you keep a man. You treat him like shit. <gasps> you really? treat him bad every day. All day long. You can treat him okay, but don't treat him nice. Treat him bad. Because if he stays, what? And, and, and my husband has stayed for the last nine months. If he stays, when you treat him like shit, when you treat him bad, and he ever gets fed up and he's ever going to leave you, all you have to do is be kind and nice. What? I and he will, he, that. he will be so thrilled that he'll stay. If you treat him bad and you're on him all the time, when you give him even average, when you give him sort of nice, when you give him a little, he will be so thrilled and so excited that he's in this relationship with you that he'll stay. Okay. That was the theory. Yeah, so my ex told me that if you treat a man badly, he'll be so happy when you treat him good, he'll stay. That I overheard that conversation. I overheard her say that, and I was like, I, I remember stopping. Going, and did it work? Oh no. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what kept me there for 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 that marriage. But once I heard her say it like that, yeah. like it was a that plan, was demeaning. I was done. I was like, I remember standing there and I I put my hands on the counter, and I just listened and I went, okay, I'm fucking out of here. I'm trying, and this manipulative bitch is actually treating me bad on purpose. I thought she just had some issues. Uh, <laughs> Turns out she's a completely fucked up individual. And I wonder who taught her that. I don't know, but I left. I was like, that was when I started my great escape plan, and I, w and I eventually got out of there. So, cool. Yeah, so that was our thing. You know, Loud One, he asked that Loud One, the sponsor of this program, Loud Trouble LLC, heavy contract movers coast to coast. Mm -hmm. Loud, Loud One sent an email in with a request. He sent it to the right place, too. He sent it actually into the podcast re request email, and it said, um, question for both of us, um, what's the biggest regret you have right now? Either something you did do in life that you wish you didn't, or something that you didn't do that you really wish you had done. And he's, that's for one you, question for each of us, and I didn't want to break it down to, like, what is your biggest regret of something you did, but I have two that I know off the top of my head. I'm okay. sure there's 
plenty, but there's two. <laughs> okay. One is I wish we would have dated sooner and married yeah. a lot younger. Yeah, I could have skipped my. I could have skipped a ton of relationships and a marriage and been perfectly fine with you. Yeah, um, that's one. The second one is is that I wish I completed and got my and became a teacher. I really do. I think I if I would have got that, I could be subbing. And there's a lot of ins and outs and things that would have happened. But I think that would have fulfilled me completely with that. So I regret that not yeah. becoming a teacher. Wow, you you like had those ready, <laughs> and I didn't read you that question, so I'm surprised. No, those that, are just two things that came to mind just now. Those two things. I think if I had to go now that you've said that about marrying sooner, I wish we would have done that because we could have accomplished so much more in life if we'd added some years onto our relationship. I think that's one thing I agree with. However, um, I one thing do I have a regret in that area? There is, I have a ton of regrets. <laughs> Um, Just I, pick one. I've missed my opportunity to be a, a radio DJ when I had a chance. I missed my chance to be in the movie industry, not as an actor. I was. I had a chance to be a cinematographer in Hollywood and to learn from the best guys and grow up in that. And I blew it. I fucking was an arrogant young man and just shrugged it off. My problem was, and here's where all of I could list you a hundred regrets, but they're all tied to one thing. I made the mistake of always thinking I was charmed. I just figured, yeah, I'm not doing that. Something else will come along. And then something did. And I, yeah, I'm not doing that. Something else will come along. I blew like seven, eight opportunities that most people don't even get one of. Mm -hmm. now, now that I'm older, I can look and see that. The, the things that were presented to me in life from people you bump into or people that you know, and I kept thinking, nah, that's not for me. I'll wait for the next big one to come by. And there was always a next big one. And I never took any of them because I always thought there'd be one more. And finally, there wasn't. There was no more big opportunities. And that's when you look back and go, shit. I, if I ever get to heaven and God sits me down, he's going to go, you know, I gave you eight chances I softball pitch these yeah, puppies. To I, 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 I softball <laughs> these things right to you, and you whiffed every one of them. I'm not going to have an answer for that because now that I'm older and I've seen people's lives that I've talked to and people that have like, God, I never catch a break. I never get an opportunity. And I'm like, and I'm quietly thinking to myself, oh my God, yeah, I've had eight of those. And I just, I fucked them up out of immaturity, stupidity, arrogance. Every one of them that could have led me to be something more than I am today. Yeah. And I missed every one of them. So I don't know how many regrets you want me to go through, how many wish things that I did that I wish I didn't do. Well, I have, you know, I have some too, but those were the first two that but came to me. I guarantee you that, that, that my biggest regret is not recognizing things when they were in front of me. And maybe that's you. Maybe I didn't really realize how special you were back when years ago. Maybe I just kind of, because I came looking for you later in life. I know you did. <laughs> but, um, but maybe I just wasn't ready at that moment. Yeah, maybe. I don't Timing know. is everything. So, yeah, that was it. Did I miss anything on here? I don't know if I did. I don't think so. I think I got it. Um, let's go. Hey, honey. Yeah, honey. that's it. Honey, yeah. I love you. I love you, too. I almost Han Soloed you right there. I know. I thought you were going to say that. I almost I said, said. I know. I know. I, I almost Han Soloed you. But you, I just wanted to tell you that. 
Thank you. I love you too. Okay. I mean, like, I love you very much. I love you very much too. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. You know, I still think someone's going to f- come knocking on our door and say, how did you two become parents? Who put you two in charge of a family? That was a mistake. Give it back. Hey, it- we only have like less than a year to get yeah. to the finish line. So let's just keep plugging along. We'll get all eight kids over 18 and we... Then it doesn't matter what they say. <laughs> Tough shit. You found out too late. That's Ha-ha. right. We had a family. <laughs> exactly. You go track down those eight kids and now they're going to re- be raising kids. The last thing is, is an argument. Are we really going to do that now? Now that I just told you that I love you. Well, it's a small, it's not really, it's a. A disagreement? I'm having a problem with something you said earlier today. Okay. And you weren't like dead set on it, but it bugged me a little bit. And I'm going to tell you, you told me that, uh, you know, people are starting to ask me to be part of other podcasts, right? Yes. I'm guesting, not guest hosting. I'm just becoming a guest. Yeah. How did it hurt your feelings? You didn't, I didn't say you hurt my feelings. I said that we had a disagreement. I didn't agree with you. Okay. Now there, we're getting a lot of requests for me to spend some time doing podcasts for other people on their programs. And I like doing it. I don't mind doing it. But now you're talking about we got to charge people, even if it's like just Well, I didn't 50 say it bucks. like that. No, I know. I but said that they're taking, well, because my reasoning is, may I tell you? Yes. It's taking time out of your day away from Gen X talks when you already have so much on your plate from what the kid wants you to yeah. do that if they, if your time is valuable, your time is very valuable. Not to me. I don't mind doing it. I understand that, but I think you should get some sort of compensation to, for you to give them your time. Plus you're providing an opportunity for their channel to grow. So I know. I think now, and there's two sides to this. There's the people that want me to do podcasts because, um, the kids channel, the kids brand yes, Gen X Talks, is growing, is growing. They're like, Hey, so if we go, if we go and help somebody out who has a very small channel, a very small podcast, then I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll come help you. I don't, I don't think it'll help, but if you think me being on your show helps and it brings you some views and it gets you some subscribers, I'm in, man. I'll help you. We'll talk about whatever. Now, there's people that are beyond us that have way more viewers that are part of real big podcasts and national stuff. They're asking me to, to come you know, fill the gaps in their lineup I'm thinking that's a privilege. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this I is agree. some pretty cool exposure. Okay, so which one are you going to charge? If you try to charge the people above us, they're going to say, fuck it. We were just trying to help you fuckers out. We're not paying for that. If you charge the people below us, that's like, oh, you want some viewers? You're going to pay for them. I can't find a scenario where I'm comfortable charging anybody $10. I understand. I just threw it out there that it's just something that it's taking time away. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know what it is. I've just, I just threw it out there today. I, I'm not going to like implement it anytime soon. I was just thinking about it. That's all. I feel like I'm going to be Jerry Lee Lewis and no one's going to call my phone anymore. That's the way I feel. No, they're just going through me. Well, I know. That. Sweetheart. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to say that I just don't, I, I don't feel like my time is that valuable in either direction. Well, the only, yeah. The only thing is, is like I block out an hour of time and then I come back in. It's like an hour and a half. You're still doing it. And okay. two hours. And I'm like, okay, that people. was, that was, that was 21 gun podcast. And that was Sully, that miserable fuck. He did that. Okay. <laughs> he told you an hour and it ended up being two and it went into our live stream yes. where we couldn't even get out of his stuff. And, um, 
I learned my lesson and yeah. not with just him. I just learned my lesson that we can't do it as close to our live stream. They're going to have to, I'm going to have to schedule them at a different time. But that time, was a so. great podcast. With it 20, was. 21 it was. Days. Yeah. But it was, it, it, if it had to be like that, it needed to be planned out because we had to throw Gen Z kid under the bus to go, dude, you got to yeah, go do this. He had and to he run in the other ready. room because I was using all of our gear. Right. So I wasn't, if that was going to happen, I should have been told that so that yeah. I could have prepped and had Gen Z kid ready to go you know, live, but that, that was it. I guess maybe that's what soured me a little bit. I have, sorry, one. Sully. It's just, you know, I have one I'm thing. I'm an organizer. If, if Joe Rogan calls for me to be on his we'll show, clear the schedule. I'm charging him 50 bucks <laughs> and I'm making him buy me lunch. <laughs> we'll clear 50 the bucks. I think right. it'd be interesting to hear the two of you talk though. It'd well, that's be, the thing is people have asked me like, well, wh why don't you go on Joe Rogan? Oh, I don't know. Cause no one's ever asked. I know. But it's I, not like we have a <laughs> speed dial yeah. and say, Hey Joe. It's not like I've turned him down. <laughs> well, you know, I, but, I can't fit you in this week, but we'll try again next. The problem is if you look at Joe Rogan's podcast, you look at his show, he has people on in a specific direction. Was the moon landing fake? What's global warming about? Is Pluto a planet? You know, tell him, let's talk about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. He has very, sp and the guest he has on is sometimes a very good expert in that area. I don't, I don't bring, I'm, I'm more like the Joe Rogan side of things where I'm kind of absorbing all the little stuff, only I'm 37 rungs down the ladder from him. There's only one aspect that he would even consider bending his knee and lowering himself to this would be for me to him to say, let's get this guy on here and let's talk about topics. What does the everyman think? Now, if you haven't done a bunch of homework on the moon landing, what do you think? Let's talk about that real quick, moving on to this topic and this one and this one and this one. Like, what's your take from the uneducated point of view? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll see. You never know what's no, going to happen. But um, can I do a plug about something? Sure. So I thought the 12 days of Christmas went okay. I know you kind of stressed over it a little bit, but we've had some really positive feedback of the 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was creative. It was different. It was out of the norm. So we, we've had a staff meeting, guys, and we've been shooting the shit about what to do for New Year's Eve. And I believe we've come down to we're going to do a 12-hour yep. live stream. So I'm doing a plug for New Year's Eve. Um, it's going to be a 12 hour. Don't, I don't know the time frame yet. So you got to pay well, attention. We, we kind of, we kind of figured 1230 in the afternoon. Yes. To 1230 AM. That, that, that's that, our time. That, right. Pacific standard time, Los Angeles time, but we're going to have scheduled time. Yeah. We have guests that are going to be on. Yep. We're going to, you're doing a block. I'm going to do a block. Yeah. I will be on. So you can ask me questions. We're going to have Gen Z kid and, and have some Gen, Gen Z information. We're going to do some conspiracy theory things and talking about different now, things on that. So the, we're planning it all out. So I'm just doing a plug that I don't want to tell everybody who's doing what time. No, you know not. why? Because they'll all show up for when you're on. That's <laughs> everyone. You have the highest ratings of your segment. And then they're like, well, I'm done till midnight. You and know? I'm not begging. I'm going to be on live just to talk and chat and maybe yeah. have a glass of wine with you. Right. So, 
Um, and yes, that is very out of my comfort zone, but I'm just trying to plug that. So New Year's Eve, you know, if you're home and you're not out partying and you wanted to spend some time with us, we will be around for, uh, and this is a live stream on video on camera. This is not a podcast. It is not a podcast. It's going to be live stream on YouTube. I know for sure. YouTube, um, if it's going to be simulcast, I'm not sure, but definitely YouTube. So you can find us on YouTube at Gen X talks. Yeah. Um, and we have some things planned for that evening. So if you had to fun. guess how much time we've been in here, what would you guess? Uh, an hour and 20 minutes. That's exactly right. <laughs> how would you know that? How would, you, haven't looked, you're, you haven't even looked at a clock. No, I didn't even know what we started, but that's how I'd feel. <laughs> you feel an hour and 20 minutes? Yeah. My spider senses are well, tingling. Well, say goodbye, because this is, I'm going to have to edit this down. I have to go. It's getting dark No here, one's going to. The dogs are like barking, and they need to be fed. Don't your chickens need to be put we away, We need too? to walk to the post office, or to the mailbox, you and I. So. Whoa. Whoa. I have a show to get ready for. I got to, I, I, at six o'clock, I got to be on. Do I look like I'm ready to be happy? No. Not at all. Sweetheart. Yeah. If we're just walking to the mailbox. Very I thought you wanted to get off the podcast. <laughs> You're the one still talking. <laughs> okay. Goodbye, everyone. Love you all. Be um, safe. Um, next time we talk, it'll be after Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful weekend. And she's gone. So the music's probably coming up. And I know we got interrupted. I had to edit out a couple things when the do- the doorbell and a couple other dumb things like that. But basically, you guys got to hear 99% of it. There's just a couple of glitches in that. All right. Thank you guys for listening. If you had to waste an hour and 22 minutes of your day, there's no better place to waste it than with Gen X Talks. And thank you for Loud Trouble LLC for sponsoring this program. I'm actually able to go out and buy a brand new pickup truck first thing in the morning with the hundreds of thousands of dollars per episode this man pays. And wherever you're listening from around the world, I don't care if it's on AM, FM, or Sirius XM, or somewhere on the Armed Service Radio Network. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Life is a-